0: WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. Download that free local news app today. At a special meeting of the St. Joseph Township Planning Commission last night, Commission Chair Ben Baker explained to John Nye and a representative from Abenmarsh Marsh why they voted against the proposal for a planned unit development at the former Nye's Apple Barn site. Baker said the plans, which include multifamily housing units, two restaurants, a gas station, and a bank on the 12-acre site do not adhere to the neighborhood mixed-use section of the zoning ordinance in the township master plan. I'm not stating that any of these businesses or multifamily residentials are inappropriate for the site, in my opinion, only that the site plan as presented does not meet the intent of the neighborhood mixed-use category or the general standards for special use. Mr. Mr. Nye responded. We've spent a whole lot of effort and money with Evan Marsh to come up with what we thought was a good plan, so it's really this plan. On the advice of the township attorney, the proposal will still head to the full Township Board of Trustees for a vote unless the developers decide to pull the proposal or start over again. The date of that vote has not been determined, if it happens at all. As Holtec International seeks a loan from the U.S. Department of Energy to restart the Palisades Nuclear Power Plant, Environmental Group Beyond Nuclear is urging Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm to deny the company's request. Beyond Nuclear's Kevin Camps tells us Holtec is seeking to restart a reactor that was already shut down. Holtec would just like the NRC to pretend like the shutdown never happened and just let it carry forward with the old license. The problem is, under NRC regulations, that license has been relinquished. Back on June tenth, twenty 2022, when they emptied the reactor of its fuel, the previous owner, Entergy, certified with the NRC a permanent shutdown and a permanent defueling of the reactor. Camp says Holtec is also seeking to build some new small modular reactors at Palisades, something that would only increase the risk of an incident to the facility. Beyond Nuclear was among 185 organizations to sign the letter to Granholm. Camp says the $1.2 billion sought by Holtec is misleading because the actual cost of starting the plant would be more like $10 billion, counting the federal and state support being sought. He adds the Department of Energy is also considering a more than $7 billion loan guarantee for Holtec to build those small modular reactors. As gun safety legislation heads toward approval in Lansing, Governor Gretchen Whitmer says Democrats are doing what they said they would do. Speaking to MSNBC's Jen Saki this week, Whitmer said, with mass shootings happening just about every day, the time for only thoughts and prayers is over. She was asked why there's no assault weapons ban in the package. Well, I think it's important that we do what we said we were going to do. So on the campaign trail, we said these three things we know. Gun owners support, Republicans and Democrats support, Michiganers overall support. So let's get this done. But the conversation doesn't end there. And so I do think that there is more work that we will do together. But I, I think when we tell people what we're going to do, we got to do it. Wimmer said she won't set a timetable, but, quote, this gets us started. The bills headed toward passage now would create a red flag law, require universal background checks for gun purchases, and require safe storage of guns. Around 150 8th grade students from South Haven's Baseline Middle School will go on a tour of local manufacturing facilities next week. South Haven Area Chamber of Commerce Assistant Director Olivia Thompson tells us the chamber and the school organized the field trip to show the students there's a wide variety of careers to pursue right in their hometown. Once they graduate and are looking for jobs, we want them to be able to use South Haven as a base that they can stick around, enjoy their hometown, because a lot of people don't realize the type of industry that we do have here in South Haven. Thompson says it's more than just a production line work. We want to show them that there's engineering opportunities, IT, sales, and research and development. So we just wanted to get them out and see different jobs that were available here in our community. There will be four stops on next Tuesday's tour. They are U.S. TARP, Vibra, Acoustic, American Twisting, and Food Tools. Thompson says organizers pick the sites that produce different sorts of materials. The plan is to make the manufacturing tours a yearly event. Eighth grade students are also being introduced to opportunities at the Van Buren Tech Center and programming at Lake Michigan College so they can learn the skills to do the jobs that are available locally. A collection of buildings, campuses, and manufacturing grounds in Buchanan has been designated on the National Register of Historic Places. The Michigan State Historic Preservation Office has voted to designate the Clark Equipment Complex on the National Register, and it was officially listed on the register last week. Historic preservation consultant Kurt West-Garner helped Buchanan as it sought the historic designation for the site. He says the site has housed dozens of buildings over the years as Clark became an international company throughout the last century. I wanted to kind of honor in terms of Buchanan's past and their heritage, that industrial heritage, and how much Clark meant not only to the history of Buchanan in terms of physically and geographically, but also the people that it impacted. And, you know, you think of all the thousands and thousands of people that worked for Clark Equipment that lived in Buchanan. This is something that's part of everybody's past, I think, up there. Garner says the eight-acre site is mostly privately owned now, although the city hall and a park are owned by Buchanan. He says the addition of the Clark site to the National Register of Historic Places brings economic opportunities to the town and also honors the significance of the property in the community. The Benton Harbor location of Ben's Soft Pretzels has been named Franchise of the Year by the Goshen, Indiana-based company. Out of more than 150 stores around the nation, company leadership recognized the Arts District location for its communication with corporate, questioning things in a respectful and professional way, the positive approach to management, and the success of the store. Co-owner Julie Weckel shared her reaction with us. Honestly, I was completely shocked. There's amazing franchisee owners in the Benz family, and it could have gone to any number of people. So I was shocked, but very honored and pleased. Lechel praised the customers in the community for their support. She says she loves her neighbors in the Arts District. You can find out more at our story on WSJM.com. And Pawpaw High School is offering the entire community a chance to hear from a motivational speaker coming to talk with students uh, tomorrow. Gabe Salazar will address middle and high school students. Paw Paw Public Schools spokesperson Lisa Shanley tells us he'll share an inspirational message about how he overcame homelessness to be the first member of his family to go to college. Kids, and especially teens, are really hungry for messages that carry some positive tones to them, and we really feel that his message of hope and positivity is something that will really resonate with the students at our middle school and high school. Shanley says Salazar's story is inspiring to all and is about making the right choices. He'll address the students during school hours tomorrow, but a presentation at the high school at 6 p.m. will be open to all, and everyone's welcome. WSJM News now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Dowazak, where furniture shopping is fun. It's not clear if former President Donald Trump will be indicted in the case related to hush money paid to adult film actress Stormy Daniels, but ABC News has learned, according to one judge, prosecutors presented compelling preliminary evidence that Trump misled his legal team about possessing classified materials. ABC's Catherine Falders has more. We're learning this through sources, but it was detailed in a ruling by a federal judge, Beryl Howell, who was listening to arguments from both sides about why a Trump lawyer, Evan Corcoran, uh, shouldn't be allowed to testify under uh, attorney-client privilege. Well, she uh, ruled uh, against that, so now the Trump team is appealing that. Meanwhile, there was no word today about the possible charges related to the Stormy Daniels payouts. The administration of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is moving to forbid classroom instruction on sexual orientation and gender identity in all grades. The proposal is scheduled for a vote next month before the State Board of Education and has been put forth by a state education department, both of which are led by appointees of the governor. The rule change would ban lessons on sexual orientation and gender identity from grades 4 to 12, expanding the current law that critics call Don't Say Gay. DeSantis has le- leaned heavily into cultural divides on his path to an anticipated White House bid. The Federal Reserve has announced a 0.25% rate hike. This will raise the central bank's benchmark federal funds rate to a range between 475 and 5%. This is the ninth rate hike since March of 2022. In a statement, the Fed indicated job gains have picked up in recent months and are running at a robust pace and that the unemployment rate has remained low. During his news conference today, Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell referenced the recent bank failures. We believe, however, that events in the banking system over the past two weeks are likely to result in tighter credit conditions for households and businesses, which would in turn affect economic outcomes. It is too soon to determine the extent of these effects, and therefore too soon to tell how monetary policy should respond. And that's why the Fed kept the rate hike at 0.25%. There's a pesky problem in a wide stretch of the Atlantic Ocean that's likely to wash up on some beaches later this year, seaweed, and lots of it, the Great Atlantic Sargassum Belt is a biomass of thick brown seaweed in patches scattered across a 5,000-mile belt of the Sargasso Sea well off the southeastern U.S. coastline. The Sargassum is expected to wash ashore in the coming months on some Florida beaches and the Caribbean islands and Mexico's Yucatan Peninsula. Sargassum blooms are not new, but this year's appearance in February was an early start for such a large algae mass. On shore, Sargassum is a nuisance, carpeting beaches and releasing a pungent smell as it decays. For hotels and resorts, clearing the stuff off beaches can amount to a round-the-clock operation. Police in Denver are looking for a student who they say shot and seriously wounded two faculty members at East High School today. The two injured adults identified as deans were transported to a local hospital. More maybe ABC's Alex Stone. This is a student who was apparently under a plan that they had in place where they searched him every day for weapons. Well, today when they went and looked for weapons, he was in a secluded area away from other students, two faculty members were with him, and police say he pulled out a gun, shot those faculty members, and then ran away. Pay is notoriously low for school support who shuttle America's children to schools, feed them in cafeterias, and provide classroom assistance to kids who need the most help. School support staffers earn on average about $25,000 a year in Los Angeles, barely enough to get by in one of the ex- most expensive cities in America. That low pay is a driving factor behind a three-day strike that shut down the entire Los Angeles school system and put a spotlight on the paltry pay of support staff that serves as a backbone of schools nationwide. Russia's foreign minister says Britain's plans to supply Ukraine with depleted uranium tank ammunition represents a significant escalation for sees Tom Rivers at the foreign desk. The UK's Ministry of Defense has confirmed it will be supplying Ukraine with armor-piercing shells which contain depleted uranium. Sergey Lavrov through a translator. We will take it into account in our actions. As the president and defense minister said, this British move brings this escalation to a new, very serious stage. Lavrov says the effects of the munitions in places like Iraq affected thousands of both civilians and U.S. service members themselves who used them and were harmed. Tom Rivers, ABC News, at the Foreign Desk. U.S. officials are reporting two more deaths and additional cases of blindness linked to eye drops tainted with a drug-resistant bacteria. The eye drops were recalled in February, and health authorities are tracking infections from the outbreak. In the latest tally, 68 people had infections, which caused a total of three deaths and eight cases of people losing their vision. That's according to Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The outbreak is considered especially worrisome because the bacteria driving it is resistant to standard antibiotics. The recalled drops were made by Global Pharma Healthcare in India. And both the White House and Congress have signaled they want to ban the Chinese app TikTok. Now the company's CEO is speaking out more, maybe he's Mike Dabuski. Ahead of a scheduled hearing before the Energy and Commerce Committee tomorrow, TikTok CEO Shozi Chu is posting on his own platform. Some politicians have started talking about banning TikTok. Now this could take TikTok away from all 150 million of you. Talk of a TikTok ban centers around concerns the app could be used by the Chinese government to collect data on American users. Chu has said TikTok will put U.S. user data behind a firewall and that user safety is the company's top priority. Let me know in the comments what you want your elected representatives to know about what you love about TikTok. Mike Dobusky, ABC News. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.